Shout out to another channel. See me, I say, yo, Lion. Lion pass out. We are bad people. We're not talk from nobody. See me, I say, don't know. See me, I say, yo, Gun Guru. Some boy from a big moon. Some boy born too soon. Some say, yo, Pupa Lion. Some boy from me, I say, we kill people and still guys. See me, I say, Janisberg must have been on West. See me, I say, it's a good thing. The music just turns me on. And now who got blessed, no man can curse. It don't know Lion Pie International, boy, you blessed. What is the big bad jazz for the big bad sound, Lion Pie International? Get your top selector. Yard Pie's a scene. Ice up the black, gold, and green. People are rock and come in. Jamaica things. Yeah. Hands are furious, flags are furious, lighters. People from my Paul Sakira's Mr. Bissi. Jamaica, Jamaica. Hold your corner, hold your corner. Hold your corner, hold your corner. Think I drive time 365 you. Jamaica, Jamaica. Big up the farmer, them for acres and acres. I'm here tell you we no love the creator. No matter what them want, that little island, you're still a get greater. Some love with the beach, some love with the food. That's right. With the roots and the nice reggae group. Oh, so get us one business signal. Somebody say, check, 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 check. Vacation, them day up on a cruiser. Finally, them legalize the ganja. The one you grew up on the rocket kind of stuff. Where the ganja, man, where the party taking? What's going on? I'm England, turn to the Pacific. It don't matter which party them are you. Oh, my reggae, reggae, nice and it take ya. Nobody watching us can know we're no safer. And even more time when we shot at the paper. Reaching out to each and everybody with their neon far. Shout out to everybody with their party taking team call. The drive time 365 each and every Friday with between six and nine years. What them want to watch, I know. And you still like get greater. When you hear a blank bus tune up, pull up. And them the kind of energy when dance all full up. The place full of girl. Now we're not bull up. Music all night, then we can't get enough dance round. Every man I get a share from water selling off the beer. Taxi man collecting beer. Outside, Praises to the Lord, Jarasta Fire. Reaching our team, side of the monster, rise right, up on our team, car. Fire, it's all. Tell the yard, tell the yard, rock on, come in. Greetings, I bring from Jah. I just say, greetings, I bring from Jah. Yeah, the star sound our characters who are used like pressure mass pipe inside the tinker drive time 365 for Lampoy International, don't it? Easy. Yeah, I must tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell your empress to tell your child to hear your brother, your sister, hold them up and tell them with their party right about now. Easy. I want to say shout out to everybody We're tuning in all the way in England, Tampa, and Turkey right now. You look like Cody Crusoe Elliot. Easy. So, all this big mass fan group party taking what's going on, Funga, in there. Easy. Party taking all the way to all this big right now. You look like Teach What's Good. Easy. City Mass Van Crew, my brother, and Papa Bingy, Sasa Mani, Party, Ellie, Check in, what's there, good? Easy. All the way in 
Canada, the big man tuning in right about now. I'm not going to tell you who's tuning in right now in Canada because you don't know already, don't it? Easy. Guy, you know, said tonight we have an explosion of a show because every time we don't tell the item, so when we come upon here, we have something planned up with the item. And tonight it's another insane show. Easy. Yeah, man, reaching out to all the past, we're tuning in right to my line, Rara Zimbabwe, what's going on, family? Easy. Everybody with a party, take you right to my night, Johannes, I want to say shout out to everybody, we're inside the motion right now, early out. This is the time where we call the rock on, come in. Judah in Cape Town, big up yourself, you. Easy. This is the early one when the people are rock on, come in. So, see right to my now, beer greetings may I bring from the almighty, take a listen. What is called the Jamaica rock rhythm. Boss, uh-huh. us one press up, press up, bus pop. Take a listen. It's good to give thanks and praises to the Lord Jarastafari. Burning fire, it's all.
Checking on the voice, I'll get to see this one is the rhythm that uh, you know, that's a mellow me. Me don't tell the I'm so me don't tell the items. Say my favorite part of a dance is the early warm easy because the early warm one thing about the early warm it gives you that ability to explore yourself musically, don't it? Easy because you don't have, have you don't have to worry about the controls of the prime time selectors then we want to play and go and play everything we hype up the dance don't it easy so i am somebody who loves to play the early warm party so if the party is starting at eight o'clock until four in the morning it doesn't matter put me at eight o'clock me can't juggle the party at this so many time there easy Besides, me too old, you know, me can't, me, me can't so much stay in a club for too long. Right about 12 o'clock, 9, 1 o'clock, me already start to fall asleep, don't it? Easy. So give me the early part of the dance, so me can't mess up the party, me can't dash with. Easy. Yeah, man, so I want to tell a friend to tell a friend each and every friend between 6 and 9, that's what we do. I want to say shout out to my youth, my brethren, Cody Cruz, all the way in England, Tampa, and taking first time on the chart, don't it, youth? Yeah. <laughs> Celestia, and I want to say shout out to all the soldiers tuning in all over the world. Cape Town, Eastern, East London, New York City, uh, tuning in all the way in London City, in Canada, my brethren, pan standby and tuning in. You look like Mad Minox, what's going on? Easy. You know, you know already what's going on tonight. We have another 90s sound systems tells. And tonight it's all about the legendary selector, Mad Minox. And uh, it's an insane show because um, I think we're going to stretch it. We want to try and cover almost every corner in regards to dance. And, and also, we have a very controversial question I'm going to post to him. That was brought about last week by my brethren, Papa Nasty. Easy. <laughs> it's controversial not in a bad way it's controversial in a light way because papa nasty gave us a hierarchy in regards to dance and in regards to african countries right i, I want to say shout out to papa bingy because papa bingy jumped in and said uh uh-uh. he doesn't think that hierarchy is correct so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pass the same question to my brethren Likumo, Mad minox and find out what is his take to that because 
He is so qualified to be answering that question because he is a soldier who has done it from them time till now. Easy. And when we say from them time till now, I'm not talk about some youth where run and come in and them just vanish. I'm not talk about consistency in dance for over 25, 30 years doing it consistently. Easy. But more time, we don't tell the Adams so we want to try and reach to all the founding selectors, the founding fathers, especially in Africa, from Ghana to Tanzania, from Angola to Zimbabwe, Cape to Cairo. If you know of a legendary selector, please do ask the owners and pass the contacts because we want to vibe with them. The, the idea is to try and understand that. This continent we love is Africa. 54 countries in Africa. How many of those countries are active when it comes to reggae and dance? And that is the mandate that we have. And me and Tofela, we sat down and we decided, you know what? The only way we can do this is to reach out to those who have done it then. So you're going to see every week, uh, we're going to have a legendary guest artist, I mean, selected that we're going to be interviewing. I don't like to call them interviews. I like to call them vibes vibing with them because when you interview someone you're trying to control the narrative of the whole uh conversation no but a vibe is you can change the direction take it to wherever you want yes so that's what i like to call it i like to call it vibing and we learn this is how we learn we learn um and we get to know about what happened then what it took for 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 them to, to 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 get to to where they were then and what it is that they would want to see continuously going so there's quite a lot that we're going to dissect so i want uno to tune in i want uno just to stay locked uh because that's what we're going to do at exactly half uh, half half past seven south african time we're going to be reaching out to canada we got this brethren on standby right now tuning in enjoying the vibe tonight is going to be a monumental moment lion tell them I just wanna drive off, from drive off, drive off past them. It's a man deeper speed star. For I am moving you on, it's a man deeper visa, Samia. Yeah, man, man, it's not what about AKA Ability Extension representing for Lion for International. Tune in to Drive Time 365 live every Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Lion for International. Your reggae home away from home, Ability Extension. So like Minanto the Adam said exactly half past seven South African time We are going to be reaching Canada So stand by for the big man himself on the other side Thank you. 
Yo, yo. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you. Let me adjust your volume. I think adjust yours a little bit that side, but I'm going to adjust it still from this side. Uh, I don't need to. I'm, I'm, I, I turned off my, my, my radio. Yeah. All right. In case you're joining us right now, I've got on the other side of the line, the big man, my brother. Godfrey Chafukidza, a.k.a. Mad Minox. Uh, it's Godfrey Chafudzika. Is it Chafudzika, not Chafukidza? No, Chafudzika. Chafudzika. I'm sorry, my brother. I don't know why I got that wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, I've got my brother, Mad Minox. Mad Minox, what's going on, brother? I'm here, you know, chilling in the lockdown. Same. So... I want us to, before we get into what we want to talk about, give me a paint a picture right now for situation in Canada right now, in regards to the coronavirus and uh, what's going on there. Uh, people are still dying as usual, but uh, they are opening up. I understand on the on July first. Right. They're opening up the, the airport and uh, international flights. You know. All right, so that means you guys are going to be able to to move around uh, internationally. Yes, I. Wow, wow! I, I I never saw that coming so early. Um, are we like we still under the do- domestic lockdown, and that domestic lockdown doesn't seem like it's going to go anywhere. So, um, wh- wh- what is prompting this? Are, are you seeing? Are you guys seeing like uh, you know what they talk about the curve? Is the curve reducing? Uh, is it getting better? Is that why the is that the rationale behind that? I live in a big city. I live in Toronto, so uh, Toronto is kind of congested. So there's a lot of uh, infections here. Yeah, and another another province called uh, Quebec. Right, they're having a hard time to control the virus. You know. Wow. Well, my brother, the, so old... the lock... yeah, go ahead. The lockdown is still on and until probably mid-August. Yo, mid-August, right? You guys are in like uh, first world countries. Um, if you have a projection for mid-August, do you think that uh, the projections would be mid-August? Everything is gonna be open, like back to normal. Uh, there, there will never be a normal after this because a lot, uh, a lot of companies have closed down. True. A lot of restaurants are, are not going to come back. True. A lot of bars, nightclubs, totally they're going to shut off. True. Because it, it's summertime, that's when they make their money. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so I can understand, like uh, like what you're saying, economies, at the, at the end of the day, economies still need to go ahead, right? Yeah, yes, I, because, you see, in the... Like me, I'm in the entertainment business, right? Right. There's no shows. So that means uh, the bars are, are closed and the nightclubs are closed. Right. The artists in the entertainment business, that like in a total shutdown. Right. The TV stations are just repeating the same old thing and the corona updates all day. Like, it's boring now. Shame, man. Well, my brother, the only thing that we can say is uh, for you to stay safe. Uh, just just stay out of harm's way. 
because obviously like what you're saying this corona is here to stay and uh we obviously just want to be at a point sometime in our lives that we, we can all the vibe and say you remember that time we never thought uh this whole thing will pass i still believe that uh you know jazz always got his ways around things like this so i'm still optimistic that at some point might not be this year might not be next year but at some point i think we're gonna write this off completely uh, it's, it's hard with these man-made diseases, man. This <laughs> is a natural disease to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just the one to er- eradicate a certain number of people of this earth. True. Well, mm. we can only watch and, and, and watch the spaces and listen carefully and understand uh, the right ways to maneuver around you, don't you? Yes, I. All right, so... Mad Minox, you are somebody I vibe with and uh, you are my brother and I've always looked up to you in regards to uh, what we love, which is this reggae and dance music. So I think it's an honor. I want to say thank you very much for this opportunity. It's an honor for you. You are somebody who I just picked up the phone one way and you were on. Um, and I also just want to extend that uh, to all the other uh, legendary selectors that we have had here. Yeah. But I was looking forward to speaking to you because obviously we now and then have conversations and I felt like, you know, it's important for us to all these vibes. So I don't want to bore you and start asking questions that are too detailed in regards to what age did you start? We know you are a reggae con- you are you are a, a, a reggae legend. So what I want to do is I want to get into the first question I want to ask you, so that we can correct this history, whether we are correcting it or whether we are just giving a, a reference to it. When exactly would you say that reggae and da- okay, let's talk about reggae because dance is something that came later. When would you say are the correct time frames in regards to reggae itself being? A, a music consumed by the ghetto youth specifically in Zim. Which era? From what year do you think it all started? Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, when Bob Marley came in, most ghetto youth started listening to reggae music after he left. After he left. But before Bob Marley, most of us never listened to reggae music. We used to listen to rock and roll and jazz because that's what was playing on the radio. Right. You understand and local music, right? Mm. So, which means that if you if you if you talk about the era of Bob Marley, that would be around about eighty one. What 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 was Bob, that? Bob Marley came nineteen eighty. So, and uh, reggae music became popular around nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. All right, but yeah. this, was this reggae in the streets or it was it was the transition like what you're saying from rock or whatever music that, that the youths were listening to on radio was that reggae on radio or a reggae in the streets it was reggae on the radio and the streets together because we had a sound system okay with the, the brothers that came with the sound system so it, uh, and we have some brothers who were doing their thing and dreadlocks man walking up and down the road because Bob Marley was influential. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So so at that time, it was Strictly Roots? Was it uh, like the wave started off as Strictly Roots, correct? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Roots Rock Reggae and um, mostly like rubber dub music. Like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, music from uh, the likes of L16, LKJ, LKJ, that's Linton Quincy, Quincy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. You know, culture, Bob Marley, of course, 
Peter Tosh. And when the sound system came with uh, the likes of Power Chitemere and Africa A1 Sound, it became different now because we started hearing other artists that you don't hear on the radio. Right, right. You know, like Johnny Osborne and you, Mandel, you know, Black Uhuru, different, different artists. Right. And, you know, Prince Fahai. Right. So so now, the, 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 that era now, 81, reggae is on the streets. Around what time when did the sound system culture became now uh, the, 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 the focal point, like what you just said now with power, Achtemere, around what time now was that? Was that still in the early 80s, mid-80s? When was that transition? I believe it's 1981, 1982. That's when Africa A1 started to be a sound that people could follow. You know what I mean? Right, right. They might have came around 1980. Okay. But 1981, 1982, that's when you, you have people coming as far as Mufakosi, I fruit, Mabuku, Glenora, all coming to Barry, at White Dubs Center to right. listen to reggae music. So this this power Shemere is a is a person that is spoken by a lot of people. Can you just paint a picture as to where was he coming from and uh, what was the establishment like? Who was around, who were around him when he when he came into into them? Uh, yeah, power power these brothers. I don't know if they were related, like uh, blood. Okay, he had, uh, he had a lot of uh, brother, uh, brothers around him, and they came from UK. And you know, me, I didn't know personally about them. Right, but you know, I know there was a, a man like Gary. Uh, there was this young guy named Anthony. Must be his brother, and uh, there was a next student named Classy, and there was a couple more I didn't know about them, but there was a few, a few of them around them. Right, right. So, so in 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 the, the, in, in a nutshell, it suffice to say that 1981 would have been the correct inception of reggae music for it to be prevalent amongst the youths and also being played on radio and uh that was also the same time kicking off with the sound system uh uh with obviously power and then bringing their sound sound system um i would like to think that maybe they were living overseas because that was the time of the uh it, it was just if you look at the 80s you're talking about it coming from a dark time in zim so which means there might have been kids coming from exile right coming back to zim yeah, they they they're coming in as uh, expatriates, you know, okay. to build Zimbabwe. All right. That's uh, that's that was my understanding about the whole thing. Okay. All right. You know, we, we had the likes of Mike Mundwa, you know, on the radio. So, a lot of people don't even know about Mike Mundwa. Mike Mundwa was the first person to actually play reggae music on the radio in Zimbabwe. Right. 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 And that was still yeah, in the eighties. That was way like in the early eighties. Like okay, right. You know, he, he's he's the guy who actually teach most people about the music in Zimbabwe. Wow. You know what I mean? Because he used to live in England. Right, right, right. 
that's another piece of history that we didn't know. Mm. Mm. All right. So now I want to I want to sort of like fast forward it. Now th- th- that's the inception. So that history is is uh, is is now in place. Reggae is now prevalent. The youth are consuming reggae. At what point were you involved? Did you start to get involved? Because obviously I would like to think at that time you might have been conscious to know what was going on, but you were still very young. At what point were you now, did you get involved now to say, you know what, now I want to expose myself or I'm interested in this whole movement that's going on? At what, around what year was that? Around that same time, 81, 82. Were you, were you there? You, you see me, I, I, used, I, I used to go to Baron Sika. So when I heard the sound system play, you know, I used to sell stuff like a uh, uh, boiled um, maize right. at Baron Sika. So I used to push my wheelbarrow, you know, on the way to, to Baron Sika. And I heard the sound system play and I came back. And, you know, I, I just went in there and listened to, to music because I had the money to pay inside. Oh, wow. So already from that time, when that was all going, it was not like you were looking at it from afar. You were actually around, you were within those circles. My brother already had uh, the album Babylon by Boss, so the, the music was already in us. Easy. When Bob Marley left Zimbabwe. Wow. 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 Quite, quite, quite interesting. So now, which means... um. It, 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 it's it's important for us now to walk, to to move with you from that era now we're walking from the 1980s we are we are progressing with the 1980s and i know you've just mentioned that that's where most of the ghettos would come to converge in barre at Dab to come and listen to reggae and i would assume that it, it, reggae had not spread across different ghettos it was predominantly in barre where reggae was people listened to reggae correct uh, yeah, but you see, there were some brothers from other areas because we had other other people, right? Who later on formed their own soul systems from Fakwasi, Highfield, Glenora, and they were all coming in and listening to the good vibes of reggae music. You understand? Right. What whatever they were doing in their area, we didn't even know what what they were doing. I'm not going to talk about what was happening in Highfield before right. 1985. I agree, I agree. Because you didn't know what was happening in those areas. No, I didn't know. All right, so now, 1985. You've just mentioned 1985. I would like to think maybe it was the golden time, the turning point. Would you say that's where... Because remember now, from 1981 to now maybe 1984, you 85, correct me if I'm wrong, You are. I'm understanding that there was only one sound system that everybody was following for those four years. Yes, I. All right. So, Africa A1, international. Right. So, Africa A1 was the only sound then. Now, there is a four-year run. Now, 1985, we've got now the turning point. Um, uh, 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 what happened in 1985? Uh, there's new sound system like Dandaro Rokas, Motsu Uruka, and Level Vibes, and Africa A1. And I don't know about Star Time. I think Star Time started later, but, you know, it's a sound around, around them time, like 1985, 1986. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, but yeah, go when ahead. When Level Vibe started, that's when most of the songs started to 
to blossom, you know what I mean? And we have another one named Unity. Unity sound from Farkosi. Right. So now I'm counting now. There's now another five sounds that 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 are now around that same time, 1985. So you've got about five sounds that are active in 1985. What was it? What was it? A physical? Was did did all of these guys had physical? Their own physical sound system? Would you say? They all had their physical sound systems, and who were some of the people who were amongst the, who were part of the crews in those sound? If you can still remember, I'm not going to hold you to it if you can't remember all, but I would like maybe if you can just point at least one or two people out of those five who was with with sound. To tell you the truth, I don't know who was in or what's Okay, I didn't know. All right, I didn't know who was in it. I went to one or two sessions. Those guys were mostly roots and rubber dub style, you know. Right. And my major sound was level vibes. Level vibes. All right. Because so, they, they were the one who was playing the music that I like. Okay. All right. So level vibes. Where was level vibes from? Was it also from Barry? Level vibes. I'm I'm quite sure it was formed in Barry because with the likes of Farish and Barry in it, uh, Culture T. Alan Ranks and uh, Parizai, we had Jabi in it. Uh, we had a couple of people, you know, because it was a rubber, Level Vibes was a rubber dub sound. Right. I don't know if you understand when I say a rubber dub yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean by rubber dub. Yeah, so it was All a strictly right. Let me rubber... just explain what a rubber dub sound yeah. is a sound system with DJs yes. that sing on a version. Right, right, right. Okay. So level vibes was was that. All right. So it was a rubber dub sound. Who were some of the DJs? You you mentioned you mentioned some uh, uh s- some selectors and MCs. So I I would like to think Alan Ranking wa- wa- was one of the 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 the, the, the people who were DJing on that sound, correct? And Culture T. Yes. Alan Ranks, Culture T, Yellow Vibes, Dads, uh, Toga Band and Parizai. Those were the main 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 DJs on the set. Would you would you would you say that during that era? Because if you look at say the the the, the whole concept of rubber dub sound system, rubber dub sounds, was music cultured in? Was it cultural in regards? When I say cultural, I'm talking about what what was it like? Ital processes where people would just only smoke the marijuana and, and and eat apples fruit and just healthy was it the same in zim because that's an era that we do not understand in as to exactly was was there ever an era where there was strictly ital in danzo would you say that time yes it was strictly ital in uh, in the 80s because we're using community walls right see community walls you are not allowed to sell alcohol that's the first thing. Right. And myself, I never smoked weed. So some brothers and sisters would come with their weed. That time we used to have the Malawi board and it would come in cobs. Easy. I don't know if you know the cobs, you know? <laughs> yeah, the banana peels. The dried banana peels. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> so... Me, I, di- I didn't mind, you know, people smoking weed around me because it never really bothered me. Right. As long as I have enough money to buy my little Coca-Cola and a little bun and 
you know right. but uh, uh, that's it okay so now 85 you are following sound level vibes is your sound at this time you were just a follower you were not part of any sound you were just someone who loved the music correct yes sir all right so when did that switch happen to you when did it all happen whereby you looked at it and say Minox, you know what? You, 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 you love this, so you need to be part of this. So when was that transition? When did it happen? The thing happened when uh, Level Vibes split up. Uh, when I say Level Vibes, it was uh, Jabi and Farah Right. When they split up. Right. And we were in Paris with Africa A1 trying to bring it back. Right. That's when I became active as part of a sound system. Right. Okay. And mm. what, when was this? What time was this? Where, where, what year was this? Around 87. 87. Around 87, around that time. All right. So now the sound is split and uh, uh, Jabi is split with Farish Amber. Which side did you go to? Uh... We were in Barry, so we didn't care what they were doing. All right, all right. We were doing our own thing with Africa Airlines, so we didn't care what they were doing. You know what I mean? All right, all right. Because okay. if, even Farai was coming and playing at Waidob, we were playing at Waidob, and Farai was still coming and playing at Waidob. Right. And there was liquor, you know what I mean? You know, punching each other and kind of <laughs> roots and ragamuffin style, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right because also i've always said this like you know when i spoke to uh um uh general b when i spoke to farai as well i think the biggest challenge that you guys had is like the hood that you came from there was a lot of soldiers who were active in the sound system so i think i think there was a lot of like more like so many bulls in one pen don't it yeah i think that was the major problem because we didn't give other people a chance. Like, there's guys, like, the guys from Focus Unity Sound, they had good tunes, you know, right. to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. But they were not given that chance to actually come to Barry and play their music in peace. Do remember, the main thing is peace, you know. Right. Most sound system when they come to Barry, you know, they get a fight. Right. And the people we used to give a lot of people a fight was us. So you were the unruly. You were the unruly gang. No, we were the ragamuffins. You know, we, hey. like, we really define the ragamuffins in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Michael. Your yeah, crew. <laughs> All right, so Mad Minutes, stick a pin to what you're saying. I want to play a song. Wanna, uh, you gave me some. These are some of your 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 favorite songs. So I want to drop one of those songs. I think maybe you walk me through which song do you think I should drop eh, 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 in regards to your favorite songs. We're not going. We're not touching. We're not there upon the door place yet, you know. Because we 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 have. I'm telling you to those who are listening right now. We have got some serious songs lined up for Mad Minox tonight. So you need to stick around and just listen to some of the doppelets that I have from this mania. I want to drop a song. And then when we come back from this song, I want us to talk about how Silverstone came about. Pick a choice. Do you remember the songs that, w w out of your favorite song, which one would you want me to play first? All right. This, this, the, the question is kind of tricky, you know? Yeah. My favorite song, the, my favorite songs are from the 80s. 
Right. But my favorite song is Silverstone. That's what I told you. No. And you can uh, kill them and done. Ninja Man. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one Ninja Man that I think is also happened to be one of oh, my favorite. Test High Power. All right. Test High Power, Ninja Man. So this is from Matt Minox's Top Selection. Take a listen. This is Buzz Oketis One Ninja Man. It is. Some boy, I push up your color, man. Remember, what my number does brush out my sleeve, man? 100 stripe and one more. Original kills. Oh, 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 what, what's your man? Usually they died for your breezy session, for your testy eye power. Sound boy, you hear me? Usually they died for your breezy session, and this your gargan sound in here. You hear me? When I was a little stereo, to some champion. This one is called testing high power. A hard way. Vibing with Matt Minox. When I will be the number one. Minox selection this you. Now you listen to the gargan. And a gargan sound arena. And any jump and come test me. Me I go lick out them brains, so sound boy. You should do the die that the dance gate you know, but you are testing high power. You should do the die for your you know me and the danger Me tell them not champion Champion Tell them this is how you eat a champion Me charge for murder one Murder one But no judge not try me call me Me tell them murder one Murder one Tell them this is how you for you know me no know where this your jump and sound come from. I talk about you want to test it. Then Gargan, you see the selector. Him do a word that me. I go tell you no why. Him not be playing a session. You know when we drag work with Isaac, you know man him turn fool. And you way him draw you man one whole time song. Me no even remember that one. Cause me no know where them the singer really come from. It sound like a lips one. It sound like old time banger. Rang then call him mentor. But me no understand him coming like them whole time grey bearded real old man. We come in a cowboy show. I must see Western England, but I'm the number one. Boys on the Gagamil Ninja Man. In case you're joining us right now, shout out to you. like thousand dollar tuning in from New York City. You like Larry. T tuning in from Johannesburg, just joining in the chat. We vibing with the big man himself, Mad Minix, all the way from Canada. So, big man, now we are at a point where now you are in the sound system, uh, you are in the space, you are you are ragamuffing, bad boy from Barry. I want to know, walk me through Silverstone. Silverstone. Uh, no, uh, you, 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 you jumped the ship, man. Did I jump because the ship? Was an, yeah, man. Yeah, All right. Man. Okay. So, so I know exactly. A, I know exactly where I think I jumped the ship. So I wanna, I wanna go back one step. You are playing it wide dub. You are playing it it wide dub, and there is Africa A one sound, correct? Yeah, Africa A one sound. I wasn't playing, but I was part of the sound. All right, so you were part of Africa right? A one sound. Talk us through, uh, talk us through that whole uh, um, uh, prospects around Africa A one sound. Right, we part, we doing the Africa A one sound and Jabir's tool graph in Highfields. Farid uh, top notch and he call it small X. Right now. Because of the situation now. All right, Mad Minox, hold on. Uh, Mad Minox, hold uh, on. I think you're, 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 you're confusing us. You're confusing me personally. Now, I want to understand something. Now, JB and Friar Shambari, when they split, this was level vibes that split, correct? Yes, that split. Right. So when level vibes split, 
what did Faresh Ambari become and what did Jabi become? Jabi becomes stereograph. Stereograph. Stereograph as in Iroy I, I sound. Yeah, Iroy sound, stereograph, okay? You, no, Uroy. No, no, as in Uroy sound. Uroy sound, all right? And what did yeah. Faresh Ambari become that time? First time, I, I'm sure you call it sound top notch before you call it small X. All right, so 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 that split now you've got you you've got Jabi with stereograph and then he's got top notch. You guys are playing another sound, the third sound that we we are now talking about about now. That Africa, Africa that sound is Africa A one sound. Now you you are part of Africa A one sound. You and who else was part of that sound? Uh, Joe was part of it, uh, the famous manager for Stereo One. Yeah, right. And Ghost, and many more, man, many more, because we, we had a lot of brilliance from Barry. Okay. You know, some of some of the youth, you, you don't even know them because they were uh, not as active as I am today. All right, okay, correct, all right. All right, so Percy right. Ghost... Percy Ghost was part of that. I know Ghost. Joa was part of that. I know Joa. You were part of that. And obviously, um, some other brethren that I might not know. Now, Africa A1 sound. Now, that Africa A1 sound that you are playing, what the, that, that's where I want you to take us. Now, now I've understood the three the three sounds. Walk us through now the, 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 the whole process now from Africa A1 sound leading up to where we want to get to, to Silverstone. When you play that part, what then transpired for that sound to exist or coexist or never able to coexist? That's what we want to know. All right. We had a project uh, called Mickey Drake. Right. He came to our area and said, no, we, we should put this, all the sounds together. That's when we formed Stereo One. Right. From Small X, Storograph, Africa One, they all become like one sound. All right. Now, but Farai really didn't come in like a full force, you know. Right. He was part of it, but I don't know if he was in it, like the way we were in it. Right. You know, see? Mm -hmm. So Stereo One was, was formed, and I, I was just a mere... A poster boy and Gateman and speaker boy and you know th those guys do their thing because we never had no tunes. Right, right. But the name Stereo One is my name. Th that has to be on record. Okay. I gave that sound Stereo One name from a cassette from Lieutenant Stitchy. Right, right. Stereo One from Jamaica. Right, right. So you, na yeah, you name that sound, right? And uh, eight and nine now. That was uh, that, here comes uh, no the great culture. All right, so huh? so now the stereo one is formed which year? Stereo one around late eighty eight, early eighty nine. All right, okay. So now all the sounds have, have connected together. Now there's the big stereo one. Who were the selectors on stereo one? Because you were not. You were not a selector, like you said. You were part of the sound. You were stringing up the sound. You were doing all the other stuff, but not playing the sound. So I would assume Jabi was part, was one of the selectors. And who else was selecting the sound? Uh, Mickey Dread. Mickey Dread. So it was mostly Jabi and Mickey Dread as the main shooters on the sound. 
And Farai and far did too. And Farai did. But like you said, Farai was not in it full time because he had other things going on that he, he never spent most of his time. He, he didn't do sound 100%. That's what you're telling me. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, 88. 1989. What happened when uh, Culture T came? Culture. It's a big thing, man. Big thing, man. What a society, man. Big thing. <laughs> Dennis Wilson and Joabi yeah. promote culture. Right. Al Jaman and Eric Donaldson. All right. So the culture group is coming to Zim now. Culture, the group. Yeah, run out of money. The... And they have to, you know, go to Leo Mugabe and uh, Leo did source out some funds and keep the show at uh National Sports Stadium, a big show, man. biggest show in Zimbabwe. Wow. That's when I actually met my wife. Right. During that time, I used to sell tickets in First Avenue. Right. First Street. Yeah. First Street in, in the city. Right. You know? And it was a big show. But if I tell you how much I got, you'll be shocked. I got only $5 out of it. Wow. Wow. From yeah. selling the you were selling yeah. the tickets for that show. Uh we we were actually the runners for the show, you know. Right. Me and Joe actually went to uh to Quake to put posters for that show. All right. So 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 Jabi and, and, and Dennis Wilson uh are the, at that point uh on record these were the the, the yardman right they were the, they were the yardman who obviously had the links to get uh, to get groups like culture to come and perform and eric donaldson so i think that's how they got involved right as the as the front men initially yes but do remember there was other groups that came way before them right you be 40 don carlos they came way before them okay i think us came too so, but this one and Chicken Chest and, you know, Gregory Isaacs, the man came before this set of people. But this one was a game changer All when right. it comes to promotion of reggae music. All right. So, it, like you say, it became the biggest show in Zem, but the, the, it was also marred with a bit of controversy, like what you're saying that... Uh, they, they they ran out of money and they had to reach out to the to 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 to, to some prominent people to, for assistance. Now, did the yes. show did the show the show happen? And obviously, like from what you're telling us, it was such a big show. Um, tell us more about that show. Uh, the show was nice, but you know, it was kind of there was one or two things that happened. I got arrested. <laughs> because somebody somebody stole uh, tickets from a uh, Robert Joao, and uh, you know All I right. got in, I, I got you know because we were selling the tickets and people pointed at me, but later on I got released. Right, that was a big issue, but that's one of the things that happened. That I will never forget. Right. That was 1989, correct? 1989. 1989, November, yeah. Right. Okay. So 1989 happened November. We are going into the 90s now. This is now 89, 1990. We jump into 1990. Let's continue. Right. I mean, 1990. Right. The girlfriend, that soon to be wifey, mm-hmm. had to go back to Canada. Right. That's in February. February 14th, to be exact. 
1990, yeah. Right. So, you know, me, me and my brethren, I, I had a brethren called Kevin. Right. My guy is, you know. Right. The guy used to speak English for me, you know. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man, real hey. thing, man. <laughs> so he was, he, he was your, he was your, what, what do you call him? Hitch. He was your hitch man. You, 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 you're right hitch man. He was more like my translator in most of uh, my moves with my with my girlfriend from Canada. You know, right? Because when I made the girl, we were together in uh, selling tickets. Right. So he was the, my main guy, and you know, my English wasn't that good right. in 1990. To tell you the truth. Right. You know. So, he's the man I actually give all the credit for me to come here right. to Canada. Right. Because he's the man who was communicating between me and my mother, uh, you know, helping me write letters to Canada, you know. Right. And, you know, Joe, Joe was part of it too, you know, because when we write the letter, you know, like a four people, five people around it. Right. The only thing I I have to copy that letter and put it in my in my own handwriting. Easy. Oh man, me is killing me, man. I'm I'm actually visualizing that like like when like like I'm visual visualizing that sort of experience. Like when the letter comes, when she writes back, someone has to read the letter and you, you read the letter for you, right? No, I could read the letter, but I couldn't express myself All right. the All way right. like Joe and Kevin could express themselves. Because these guys went to group A schools, you know. All right, all right, so got you, got they, you. They, they could structure sentences much better than me. All right, all right, okay. You understand? Right. So... so I give them a lot of credit for that. Respect. You know, see it. But when uh, I was supposed to come to Canada now, the person I give credit was Farai Shambai. Right. Because that's the person I went to see at Magaba, at his shop. Right. To ask where, where I can buy the ticket. Right. And he told me where to buy the ticket. He actually gave me the money. Wow! For the for the, for the lift, you know, those days it was a uh, uh, those Peugeot four hundred four and whatnot. Right. You might not remember it, but me because the way I look at him, he was the only one I knew who was going on the plane right. in and out of Zimbabwe. Right. So, and. I approached him and he gave me all, all the insights of going to foreign, what you do when you go to foreign, everything. He was showing me everything I need to know when I come to foreign. Right. You know, he gave me his own travel agent, of which, like, you know, when you're coming here, a lot of people don't understand it's not as easy as one, two, three, like how it is today. True. Back in the day, you have to go to a travel agent and talk to the travel agent. You get an itinerary. You go to the bank, and the bank writes a check. The check, we have to wait for the check for like seven days and bring the check to the travel agent, all that. 
you know, Farai actually taught me all that. Right. You understand? Then I came to Canada in on uh, 19th of May, 1990. 1990. So 1990, you left uh, Zim, you went to Canada. And how long were you in Canada for? I mean, I mean, I'm not how long were you in Canada for? I'm saying when you arrived in Canada, how long did it take you to obviously establish yourself in Canada? It took me a year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half. I, I already have uh, my uh, landed immigrant. Like, I could travel in and out. I was, you know. Right. Uh, uh, I had a permit right. to actually go and work. Right. You know, but before that, we, we, we do some little hustling and we can't talk about it here. Yeah, man. No worries. You know, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So so now, Mad Minox is in Canada. Uh, you're, you're, you're with the Empress in Canada. What was, where was the sound system right there? It, it, it was, when you arrived in Canada, was the sound system still in the, in your, in your conscience to say, you know what, I, I started something back home and I want to continue with it? Or it was a shift in regards to obviously a different life. I want you to explain to us how did you balance the two? You are leaving Zim. You've gone to Canada. You are you 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 you, you got to start a new life, pretty much. You, the sound itself was it still in the horizon? And if it was, wh- how much was it in the horizon? I was part of Zero One. I was buying the tunes. I was buying everything so that I prepare myself when I go home. I have my own selection because. Prior from uh, before I I left Zimbabwe, I played two two sessions. Right. Jabi didn't come for two sessions. Right. And the session uh, first session he was ill. The second session it was the fundraising for me to buy a suitcase and all the necessary things. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I I or and uh, the sound system used to stay at my place in Right. Bahrain. Right. The whole equipment. Right. So and some some of the records used to stay with us to in buy. Right. So, so when I was here now in Canada, it's like I knew the labels to look for, superpower, jammies, right. Scorpio and all kind of you know, all type of labels that I used to see. Right. And I bought I bought a couple of tunes, you know, I bought over a thousand tunes. Wow, that's not a couple of Before tunes. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to what I have now, right. it was a couple. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, 1990, you're in Canada. You are saying that one and a half years you are in Canada. What you're doing there, you are working. You are also, you also got the sound at heart. You are buying tunes for your sound stereo one. And when was the first time you went back home? Uh, March 1992. Right, March 1992. Yeah, and uh, you know, reggae music have moved uptown, Rumors Nightclub. Right. Yeah, you know, bring some big tunes, you know. Right. Bojubanta and Chagadima, some players, Ninja Man. Right. Holy patrons, man. But I, I had a little problem, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, 
with Joe and Jabi still because, like I said, they, they, get, they wanted they gave me like 20, 20, 30, 20 25, 30 dollars mm-hmm. when they make three thousand dollars at the gate, and they tell me that we're gonna uh, they're gonna split the money at the ending of the year. No, it never worked out right with me. All right, so that's what was happening when you went back home now uh, with all the tunes you have bought those tunes. Uh, you went back home. You you invest the tunes in the sound, and uh, you are being paid twenty five dollars after putting so much investments. Obviously, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it wouldn't it wouldn't boil, it wouldn't sit well with me either because obviously having to invest so much of your blood, sweat in into the sound, and uh, you are not uh, being rewarded well. Walk us through that whole uh, difficult times and uh, w- w- what happened uh, 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 with Mad Minox after having to go through that difficult time. Jabir uh, J- J- used to say that I'm not rasta enough because all I think is about money. Easy. But if I, <laughs> if I was, he was taking all the money because this lifestyle. You never have any any way to get money except the dance. Right. You understand? Right. So when you play a dance, when you play a song system, right. no one plays a song system for free. Everybody wants to make money regardless what country they are in. That's true. You understand? That's true. Me, I wanted my money. Right. Because I know exactly what money can be made at the door. I used to work the door. Right. You understand? And being Rasta or whatever they wanted to call it, I'm not a Rasta. I was, uh, I'm, I'm a, I was a regular lover. Right. I wanted my money. Right. So I stopped playing with Stereo One and I left. Gone back to, to Canada, you know? Right. And when was that, when you went uh, back to Canada? Uh, I came back to Canada. It was around June. Uh, of 19, of 19, November. June of 91. I mean, uh, no, 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 no. Because June of 1992. June of 1992. All right. So you came back, invested in the sound. It didn't work out, and you left. You went back to Canada. That's that's what happened, right? Yes. So now you... Um, some re- some of my records, Bernard did some of my records, and Jabi had some of my records. All right. I, I don't want us to jump that history, right? That, so that's where I want to try and understand. Now, when you decided to leave Stereo 1, was it whilst you were in Zim when you formed Silverstone or it was when you went back to Canada in 1992 when Silverstone was formed? And also, before you tell us that, how did how did Bernard come into the picture? Because obviously from where we are, we only know Bernard from Silverstone. So was Bernard your brethren already whilst you were at Stereo 1? Yeah, Bernard was my friend. All right. Bernard was my friend. He was one of the people who actually, you know, took me to the airport and whatnot. He right. was my good friend, and uh, me and him were, were cool like that, you know? All right. So, so when, I, when I came back in 1992, right. you know, I helped him to come on board to steal one. All right. Okay. All right. So the first time you came back from Canada, you, hel- you helped him to get onto Stereo One. Yes, and right. I left him on Stereo on One. St- right, so you left him on Stereo One. So Mad Minox has gone back to Canada, and uh, this was now in 1992, you went back to Canada. 
Now, the birth, I would like to think we are leading, this is leading up now to the birth of St- Silverstone because now you are no longer part of, um, in, in my, in, in what, in, taking what you're telling me now, by the time you, you, you left the airport, you're going back, you no longer had, wanted anything to do with, uh, with, with, with uh, Stereo One, right? Yes, yes, because almost like six weeks, I never go to the to a session while I was in Zimbabwe for the first time. Wow. I never went to Yemen. I stayed at my home. Wow. But Bennett was still going. Right. I wasn't going. Okay. All right. Okay. You now, understand. All right. So now you've gone back to, to, to Canada now. You've gone back to Canada. I'm trying to get to know exactly how you decided to form Silverstone. But before you jump into that, I've got another track that I want to play here. This track here, you 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 are a ninja man uh, uh, fanatic. So most of the songs that we're gonna select you for Mad Minox is mostly the Gaga, the the, the Dan Gaga himself. Voice Okay is one ninja man with vibing with Mad Minox. I also want to say I see a lot of people sending me WhatsApp questions and. Uh, Please do me a favor. I want the item to either go on the chat and then type in your questions, anything that you'd want us to ask Mad Minox later. And it does look like tonight we're going to have an extended show. So what we will do is on the top of the hour, we are going to actually repeat another stream that you guys just need to refresh your browsers to go back onto the stream. So prepare your questions. And if you have got any questions that you want us to ask Mad Minox later, because I see some of you already typing. Shout out to Thousand Dollar. I also shout out to Robert tuning in all the way in Mafikeng. Uh, in the western part of South Africa. Those who have got Papa Bing has been sending me also questions. Anyone with questions, please jump onto, this, uh, on, onto the stream or just prepare your questions for later. I'll take your questions. But in the meantime, right about now, Ninja Man, this one is Mad Minox Selection. Now hear this. I tell you, if you come into your competition, come straight away. Because if you come sideways, rude boy. Being the man of the one. Wanna listen. There's nothing you can do could make me run away from this clash, yeah. This clash, yeah. And there is no DJ can put the competition to ninja, ninja. Yes, I'm telling you from the start, I will break it all out. And listen to the dog and drunk, cause I'm the real fine on top. There's no word you can say that it could offend the ninja. Y'all tell me, the guy murdered them, murdered them. In a competition, a guy murdered them. You murdered them. Now it is. It's the Ninja Man. Your competition. Boss of Kettles One, Gagamoo, this one is called. Boy, 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 murder them. Wanna listen? There's nothing you can do could make me run away from this clash, yeah. This clash, yeah. And there is no DJ can put the competition to Ninja, Ninja. Yes, I'm telling you from the start, I will break your whole heart. And live on the dung and cause I'm the real fine on top. There's no word you can say that it could offend the Ninja. Y'all tell me, the guy murdered them, murdered them. In a competition, a guy murdered them. Y'all tell them, murdered them, murdered them. In a competition, y'all go murdered them. When me gone, I hold that to follow me. When me look round a rough neck, bad boy, Joseph. When me gone, I hold that to follow me. From the right side, me look alone, then I'm sticking. It's the Gargamel right about on Drive Time 365 each and every Friday between 6 and 9. That's what we do right about now. It's all about the 90s sound system tells we are vibing with my brethren, Mad Minox. Big man, you've gone back to Canada. Yes, sir. You've gone back to Canada. 
you are a unhappy youth um, and uh, you, you are in Canada, you are in your meds, you are thinking, what is going on in your, wh what are you meditating on? You're back in Canada. What are you meditating on? Uh, to tell you the truth, the first person I, I approached was Joe, and I told him, I wrote him a letter. Right. That, you know, let's form our own sound. And he replied me, he wrote me a letter, and he said, nah, let's, let's just, you know, we're not going to let the man uh, keep the thing. We work hard for it. And I said to myself, Joe is not going to come on board. I talked to Bernard. Right. Bernard said, you know, when you come and we deal with it. Right. You know, see it. So, me and Bernard already started a different sound. Right. And I came up with Silverstone because I used to live on a street called Silverstone. In Canada? Yeah. Here in Toronto, yeah. Right, right. So, 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 stick a pin. So, what you're saying is the conversation started whilst you're in Canada. You and Bernard are talking now. Either you phone each other or write it to, to each other. You're already talking now to say, listen, we're going to form our sound, right? That was before you were, you were still in Canada yes. when that was happening, right? Yes. Right. And uh, I talked to Joe too about it and because Joe, Joe, me and Joe is best friends, you know. Right. Yeah. So, I really wanted him to come on board, but he he never really want to come, so I couldn't force nobody. But ben, Bernard came came on board, right? Because with or without anybody, me I was coming to form myself, right? That was that was my my thing, because uh, Bernard did my tunes, Jabi had my tunes, right? I wasn't worried more about the tunes that Bernard had. Right. I was worried about what Jabi had because Jabi had did songs. Right. You understand? Right. So, let me cut off this piece in my... Yeah, I don't know why some people won't call me when I'm on an important uh, <laughs> conversation, you know? <laughs> right. People have no manners. <laughs> right? Right. So, all right. Me and Bernard decided to, to start our own sound system. Right. So when I came back in November, we went to Rumors and we tricked them in a way, kind of ambushed them. And we played and we introduced ourselves in Silverstone. This was 1992. That's how Silverstone November 1992. 1992. I want to I wanna understand something about that piece of history. When you say you introduced Silverstone. I want to know because that's part of that's some history that I'm a little bit lost. That dance, I I am sure I am I still remember the dance because I had also just finished high school and uh we it was it was that time where we were we had the freedom to obviously go to dances but I remember that uh that dance. Was that dance I'm trying to understand if there was another dance or that was the same dance that was the first clash that you and Stereo One had on that day. Because the, 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 those are two pieces that I, I'm not understanding. Because when did the Silverstone Stereo One clash took place? Because in my books, that clash took place in 1992. 
Or, I, I think you are, you are talking to Clark at Mr. C's. That's no, a different... This one was in Rumors. No, but... Rumors nightclub. No, but Mad Minox, remember, Silverstone and Stereo and clashed. The, the, I would think, arguably, the biggest clash ever in Zim was between Silverstone and, and, and Stereo One. And this clash was first at Rumors and then it went to Mr. C's where it never finished. No, that 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 was in the the first first. All right. But it, there was another clash probably that happened after that. Okay. All right. After so we that, introduced all right. Silverstone. All right. So the first dance where you guys introduced Silverstone, it wasn't a clash. You were you were you were going there as if you were just going for a regular juggling session, and then you introduced your sound. You introduced our sound. As a clash, as right, as a clash, right. Now walk us right. through, walk us through that dance. Walk us through what happened on that dance because I've also got a bit of uh, what I still remember because I I think I was in that dance. If I remember correctly, you were wearing pretty much everyone in that dance. Farai Shambari was in that dance, correct? Most people were in it, man. Most people were in it. Even the elder, the late. Um, Tawanda, Tawanda. And the, the later cheers that were in, in that dance too. Right. Was and that the reasoning with me and trying to tell me, no, you shouldn't do that. Ray, 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 and Ted. Even Dennis Wilson was in it. Right. So I remember that dance. Was that the that was, was a it? that was a Congo dance? Everybody was in the Congo on that day. Yeah, most of my youth, uh, my, my friends them, I gave them Congo. That time I, I, I passed through. UK and uh, my brother actually gave me like chill kanga. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I bought a couple kangas with me and in UK in a shepherd's bush market. Right, right. Uh-huh. Okay, so walk us through so, that dance. Walk us through what happened on that dance. It's just a pure murderation, man. The man <laughs> couldn't, couldn't escape it. Pure murderation. Yeah. You know what? That that dance he actually paid us good. Right. For some reason, he gave us good money. I think he gave us like uh, $300, $400 for that dance. Wow. Wow. I... Trying to lure us back. Right. You understand? Right. We got paid good that day. For, for, for real. You know what I mean? And he actually came to my house. But the next day on a Sunday, he came, he came to Barry. Right. To reason with me. Wow, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, like I talked to him, but I didn't want to come back to stereo one. All right. I wanted my tunes. That was the problem. Right. That's what. That's you what. Know? That's what I wanted to ask you. So now this controversy of tunes. When you came back from Canada, you and General Bernard now have teamed up. Now you are you announced Silverstone on that. I still remember that dance vividly. I think to me. It was one of the biggest dance, if not the biggest dance, uh, that I ever witnessed, right? Because what uh, the tunes that dropped there, uh, the, the tunes that General Bernard dropped on that day. And I remember, I still remember vividly after the dance, you guys walked out. Immediately after your set, you walked outside. And I could remember seeing a trailer load of people walking out at the same time as, as you guys were walking out. I want to know the tunes. Now, there was a problem with the tunes that when you left, we're still with Stereo One. How did that work out? Did you manage to get those tunes? Or if you didn't, did you go and replace the copies of those tunes? What happened? Walk us through that. Uh, when I came back to 
to Canada, Bernard managed to get some of the tunes. Right. From from Jab. Right. Because I was making noise, I wanted my tunes and Ray Ray. And I'm sure uh Bernard cousin Doggy actually went there to collect the tunes. Right. Jabi never really actually give me my tunes personally, give hand them over to me now. Right. He hand them to, to Bernard, but he I he didn't give he, he didn't give him all my tunes. Right. So the man owe me some tunes. Right. And he owe me some money. Right. So t- tell me yeah, so- tell me some of those tunes that that, that that he had that were classical that you needed back. If there were any classic tunes that maybe eventually were known, or that he eventually went on to continuously play, or that you guys got back from you and you started playing, for the listeners, which are some of the tunes if you can still remember a couple? What were what were some, what were some of them? she wrote. Right. You know, I had too much tunes. I get confused, my my youth. I had too much tunes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so some some of the tunes I had, I didn't know them. Right. Because when I was buying tunes, I never had time to actually play them. Right. I would listen to it in the record shop. Sometimes I don't even play them until I take them to Zimbabwe. Right. You understand? Because the work I was doing that time in Canada, as soon as I get home, I just take a shower and sleep. Right, right, right. You understand? On the weekend, that's the only time I had to go to the record shop. Right. Now... And... Uh, right, go ahead. And I didn't have a turntable to test the music. The only time I heard the music was in the record shop. All right, all right, all right. When, you, when you're buying them. Yes. All right. Now, now, now you and Bernard have formed uh, uh, Silverstone, Right. And uh, yes, you, you have now decided, you know what, we, there's no more going back. We, we, we formed Silverstone. Who are some of the people who, who became part of your of your, of your your crew? Uh, there was a lot of youths, you know, lots of youths. Right. There were some youths from Wamuka. There were some youths from Piri, some youths from my streets again, the Avenue. I still remember Daddy you Kenzo. There was, there was a couple of youths, but... We never really uh, say you are in the sound. Those times we call them solistas, you know? Yeah. Meaning that anybody can represent the sound. Right, right, right. You understand? But we never had that segment say you are in the sound, you are in the sound. Everybody who wants to claim that they are part of the sound, they're just part of the sound. Right, right. You understand? Yeah. But the, the main people was me and Bernard because Bernard was the selector, I was the MC. Right. So so now, so, yeah. So Silverstone is now formed. Now you obviously needed a bass to 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 represent Silverstone because now you can't play it rumors because uh, you've defected from uh, from Stereo One. What then eventually became your bass, and uh, how did that come about? Uh, I went to see uh, Cedric Steele. At uh, Mr. C's. Right. Mr. C's was uh, owned by Cedric Steele that time. Cedric Steele is the owner of Black Giant. If you ever uh, ever heard a sound system called Black Giant. Yeah, the big Black Giant sound, yeah. Yes, yeah. from Kadoma. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. So you were running uh, Mr. C's that time, and he said, no, you know, you, you guys are too rough and whatnot, and pure bullshit he was saying, and mm-hmm. said you have to play behind, behind the, and behind it we call it Hollywood. Right. Where they sell Chibuku and no, no, like, no castle and whatnot. Yeah. We played there. Yeah, we play. We played there for a couple of weeks, and later on, he put us inside the club. You know, and right. Mr. C's. And what year was that? Oh, around ninety-three, ninety-three, around there. Around ninety-three. 93 All right. 93, yeah. Okay. So now you came. Remember, now you came back in in November, and uh, you did the damage at uh, at, um, at 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 rumors. You 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 killed uh, 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 Jabi. I've I've I've. I've 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 spoken to a lot of youths who have blatantly refused to 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 think that there was ever a sound that could st- defeat one. And I personally, I said this when I was talking to General Bernard, and I'm saying this to you categorically. I was in that dance, and in my books, Silver Stereo One lost that clash. I was there, so I don't need anyone to explain to me. I was there, so I would like to think now. November, you are in you Zim, you've done that damage. Nineteen ninety-three, right? You Would see, you... we were the only. Hear me out. Yeah. We were the only sound system that started clashing in Zimbabwe. Right. No one was clashing with Jabi. Right. I we said Silverstone said that trend. Right. Silverstone said the trend of juggling. Of actually using two turntables and juggle and play nonstop. Right. You understand? Most people were used to play one turntable. Right. Because they were rubbered up sounds. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And Jabi was also a one turntable selector, right? One turntable and a microphone. Right. We were two turntables. We were juggling sound but also a class sound because we had a rival and our rival is our enemy and our enemy was Jabi. Easy. Oh, man, attack the teens them tonight. <laughs> All right, so, so, so now you, you have an enemy. You have, you have played the enemy the first dance. Uh, some people might argue, some people have argued it was not a real clash. Uh, uh, Jabi was not prepared. But to me, a defeat is a defeat in my books. I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it happened. And like, I, I'm going to repeat again myself. I don't need anyone to explain to me. I remember me and my brethren, we were in that dance. We were standing right, you know, those big pillar speakers that are, are just below the DJ box. Anyway, the, the, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, the, the difference between us and uh, uh, Silverstone right. and Stereo One. We would play 40 songs in an hour and Jabi would play four songs in an hour. <laughs> Easy. The man would pull up the tune. The man would pull up the tune and the tune nearly end and start it again. You play one tune for about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Mad man. A boring tune, boring tune on top of that. <laughs> Oh boy! So now, for real, I'm telling you, everybody can witness that. Everybody can witness to that. Right. If you used to go to the dance, you know that Jabi used to play four tunes in one hour. Right. 
Yes. <laughs> and in, in one hour, sometimes we play our 60 tunes. <laughs> All right, so 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 stick a pin. Um, I want to play another one of your tracks. I want to say shout out to my youth, Larry T, who's checking in. Larry T is saying, great and inter- interesting story that uh, Mad Minox is saying. It's a lot. There's quite a lot that we're going to learn tonight. So big up yourself, my youth. So big man, I'm going to play one of your one of your selections. I'm not touch the doublets yet, you know. Me just, I'm just, I'm just rinsing Mad Minox's top five songs, so I haven't reached uh, the doublets yet. Yet this one is Chronicle. If you don't know who Chronicle is, this is the father of Chronix. This one is called. <laughs> coming in i've got general bernard saying that the two turntable uh a star we used to call it uh the twin spin juggling that's what we used to call it the twin spin juggling and i also got papa bingo saying yes. yeah you know when the twin spin come yeah we had uh we had a album called twin spin right a various album right called twin spin Right. The twin spin one, uh, twin spin two, twin spin that. We used to have an al- albums of twin spin of uh, various artists. Right. I've got I've got another message from Papa Bingu saying, uh, "Hey, love, Mad Minox. Uh, are we gonna get into uh, uh, how you got to to meet Papa Bingi and your relationship with Papa Bingi from Shashamani? Tuning in. Shout out to Papa Bingi and also Bashman Bashman Sound South Africa saying we are in class history lesson. We are learning. Big up yourself, Bashman. And then I've got thousand dollar in New York City saying glad to hear the conversation. Million dollar story. Lion Paul International. This is in the books. Big up yourself. Interesting. Yeah. So it's got a lot of people who are tuning in right now, enjoying Mad Minox. People, I've told you tonight we're going to have an extended broadcasting. So once you hear your stream chip, all you got to do is just refresh your, your, your stream and then you'll be back live again because we're going to have an extended version. We've got a lot that we want to unfold with Mad Minox. So Mad Minox, Mr. C's have given you a, a platform. You are playing at, 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 at Mr. C's. How long did you play? Because what I want to get at, I want to get to talk about the return clash between you and Stereo One, or if it was in your books, you would say it was the first official, official clash. How long did you play there before that clash came about? Uh, we played about uh, a month or so. Right. But, you know, me, like, 
me, I wasn't really, really into Mr. Sisbaka's the treatment, you know? Right. It's a, it's, it's, it's another one of uh, my history, really, I don't want to remember. You know what I mean? All right, all right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can move up and, and and we touch the jobs the jobs nightclub all right, because okay. that's where we that's we where... were more accepted. All right, okay. So Mr. C's uh that, that but but I want us just to touch about that clash. And uh I also wanna say something to you that I've told you offline, but I also wanna mention it so that some listeners can understand also uh the type of person you were uh, that time, even though we didn't know you, because we came to that clash and uh can you Tell us more about that event because obviously it was quite an unfortunate event uh, in the history of our song clash because a fight broke out in that in that dance because we were in that dance when that fight broke out. Can you tell us exactly what what transpired? What led to a fight just breaking out? You were not involved in the fight. Let me just put it out there. Yeah, but there man, was yeah the, the youth from Barry and the youth from Highfields man kick up man right. Pure axe and knives and bricks <laughs> flying all over the place, man. Right, right. No, it was. Uh, mm. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was quite an unfortunate uh, uh, incident, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because that's why I said, real and truly, it's it's one place I don't really like to talk about. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because. Right. We like to talk about the, the mostly the, the good side. The good side, the good side. Oh, reggae music. Right, all right. But what I want to say about that event, and I've, when I told you this, you didn't even remember because uh, it, it, it's something that happened and you just did it naturally, but you just didn't remember. There was a group of us who had come from Cheetown. So for those who don't know, Cheetown would have been, a, 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 I would say, about 50 kilometers away from where the venue was. And uh, we had come to witness the clash because obviously we were following the sound, learning about sound system, learning from the big uh, uh, sound. And what happened that is that that time, uh, transportation to go back to Cheetown would actually finish. So which means... If you are stuck in town and you it's it's 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you can't go home. You have to wait until 5 a.m. in the morning. You did something phenomenal on that day, and I want to put it on record. You hired a bus for everybody who was coming from Cheetown, and you got a guy from Barry, a bus driver, brought a minibus, and you said, everybody from Cheetown, jump on this bus. This brethren would, would drop your yard. And that's exactly what happened. This guy delivered us. So I want to applaud you for something like that because it's certain things that uh, we miss when we talk about history that y you were noble like that, that something like that came naturally uh, to, to understand that here's my fellow brothers who had come to witness the dance, but it didn't go their way. And obviously they are stuck. They got nowhere to sleep. They need to go back home and you hired. So I applaud you for something like that, Mad Minox. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Right. So now we we Silverstone is now the talk of the town. Now Silverstone, my understanding is when I had a chat with General Bernard, Silverstone kicked the door open for a lot of sounds. So which means that era of the nineties, there was an abundance of sounds that came uh, on board to also be part of that whole movement. Do you still remember some of the sounds that came that manifested from that era? Uh... The sound we used to play with mostly was Madhouse. Madhouse. Uh, yeah, we play with Madhouse and Bronx was Bronx International was an uh, 
Tungwiza. Right. African African Exodus came to Mr. C's. Right. We played with them. And where else? There was there, there was couple more, you know, because most people really didn't didn't have a sound system, you know. Right. They only have tunes. True. See that's the difference, you know, mm-hmm. with Silver Sword. Because when we left uh, uh what you call Mr. C's, we start I started building sound. Right. You know, we started building a sound. And uh, we, we hired, the first days we hired the sound from uh, Black Giant and we built a sound and, you know, my sound was one of the best sound systems back in the day in at Jobs Nightclub. Right. Yeah, so that that was part of it. But most, most sounds really, really untrue, I didn't know them. There's right. just a few. Right. For me. Right. Because I, w- I was in and out of Zimbabwe. Right, right. You understand? And that time when we had jobs and me and Bernard split up and, you know, Bernard is his own thing. Bango was now the main main person on the sound system. Right. You know, the gears have changed. You know what I mean? Right. And we have more selectors Junior D, Mickey Mouse. Junior D was very young when he started, you know. Right. Very, very young. I think he was like maybe about 13 years, 13 years older, even 14. Right. Mm-hmm. So the split, so, the, the split between Mad Minox and General Bernard, when exactly did it happen? What, did it happen uh, in the in early 90s? When did that When did that take place? Around 93, 94, around that time. All right. Around that time. Okay. So, yeah. unfortunate situation happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I had to say, you know, this is a like a disrespect kind of, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the music. Right. Just unfortunate situation. Unfortunate situation yeah. between brethren. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. And uh, and uh, the, 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 there is now a split. Mad Minox has gone his way, and uh, um, General Bernard has gone his way. I think that was the time when General Bernard went and formed Black King. So, because you were not so much into sound, into into the sound, because obviously, considering that you didn't live in Africa, Jackie B, who happens to be your brethren. Uh, walk us through the, the no, the... not Jackie B is not my brother; he's my brother. Sorry, sorry, your brother, exactly your brother, not your yeah. brother. <laughs> he's your brother, right? He's your yes. brother. Jackie B is your blood brother, right? Let's put it there on the table. He yeah. is your brother. So now Jackie B was your brother. While Silverstone was uh, General Bernard and Mad Minox shooting on the front line, was Jackie B part of the sound, or you only came to the fore when the split happened? Jackie B used to play funk. Used to play nightclub. Used, used to play funk. Yeah, he was a funky DJ. Right. This bit is Jerry. He's yeah, Jerry Kelly like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Easy. John, I, 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 I think Bernard ben, 
sad as, as, as the picture. I, I don't know. You still have the picture <laughs> of, of, uh, of Jackie B with these Jerichos. Yo, Gerald B, if you're tuning in, you need to show us that picture of Jackie B with the Jerichos. So, 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 okay. So, okay, this is, I think, another history that we, we sort of like jumped over. Now, you're saying Jackie B was playing funk at Rumors. Jabi, yes, he was a Michael Jackson fan. He was That's a Michael Jackie B. Michael Jackson. All right, so he was playing. He was playing funk whilst you, whilst Silverstone and Stereo One was going on. Or when was he busy with the funk? He was busy with the funk when Silverstone and Stereo One is going on. Oh wow! General, yes. Wow. Like, even the day we started, Jackie B was playing his funk. Wow. He was playing his funky music. Wow. So, so, so as a selector, Jackie B, to become part of... Um, there is a piece of history that I don't know how we're going to fit it into this because it's something that I wanted to, to, to ask, but I forgot to ask when I spoke to Farai and when I spoke to... To, to General Bernard. I think you might be able to answer. There is a rumor that says that Star Time Superpower, and I think it was you who might have brought this uh, argument on one of the interviews that I came across, that Star Time Superpower was actually the sound that opened the door for reggae to be played at rumors. Give us a brief touch on that history. Is that factual that Star Time Superpower was responsible for having reggae at rumors? Yes, that's 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 the fact. Because I was here and uh that was like nineteen ninety-one. Right. And I heard people saying, Oh, reggae music is now playing at rumors nightclub and whatnot. Uh Stereo One is playing at rumors. And I'm like, How come Stereo One is playing at rumors when I heard this? Star Time is playing at Rumors. Right. Because they were playing on a Tuesday now. Right. They were, and that Tuesday, the reggae was only maybe a portion because it was mostly funky that was playing that time. Right. And these guys, Stereo One, got invited to join Star Time. And they went behind Eddie Muffin and took over the place. Wow. That's how wicked that's how wicked Jabi was, you know. <laughs> wow. No, for real. That's how wicked the man was. He never want no one to get, to have anything to themselves, you know. He want everything to himself. Wow. Yes. So you understand. It's the same thing he did with the Tropicana. There was some youth playing in Tropicana after he left Tube. Right. He went and he went down there and take over the place again. Wow. You know, see it. Wow. That's where the, that's where the problem is. That's where people don't understand. Right. We never go to anybody's place and say, "You move over, and we this is a takeover." This is not rockers. This is not a movie. This is a serious thing. You take you, you take people things and make it your own. Right. You know, some people start time won't say it the way I say it, mm -hmm. but they were not happy about. The war, the war incident. Right, right. You understand? It really hurt them. Because Look, it's them who bring reggae music to the city. Right, right. 
Look, I think yes. I think I, 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 I will agree with you in regards to the role that they played because a lot of sounds who ended up playing even at um in town, we were I was part of Bronx International. Even for us to be able to go and play at Tedros Nightclub, it was Star Time Superpower who opened that channel for us to be able to play there. So it was just in their nature that they were able to open doors for, for youths. And uh, like what you're saying, that uh, for someone to come and go behind the back and backstep them, I think it was just uh, quite unfortunate. So, so, so that history is, stands then definitely that they were the first people to introduce reggae in the city and they opened the doors for uh silver st- I mean for stereo one to for be everyone for, they opened the door for everyone for everyone because re- reggae music was was for the ghetto dirty dirty ghetto people and right. dirty rasta money from the ghetto no one wanted to hear reggae music in the city right that's how it is right you understand right serious thing all right so we're gonna come back we're gonna make a a, a, a complete 360 a, a come back to the city but i want to continue with the with that history where now you have split with general bernard general bernard is going to form his sound um uh black king you are now you're left now with silverstone jackie b left the funk and he is now part of your your, your sound system uh, tell us more about that. How you you've got some use that obviously you recruited and Jackie B became the main shooter, correct? I never recruited anybody. Tell you the truth, he recruited the people. Right. I, right. I wasn't there because uh, Bango used to used to work at uh, at Bulldog at Greater Men's. Right. So you would come from Greater Men's and do an afternoon session at jobs. Right. Until you quit his job, because the dance was paying him more money than the job. Right. You understand. Right. I think he was a dishwasher at, uh, at Bulldogs or something like that at Great Hands, you know. Right. Right. So, Mad Minutes, there is also I think um, uh, um, as you as you speak like this, it's 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 opening my mind to remember also some history that I would want you to place correctly, right? Uh, obviously, the, the, the 1993 and uh, the, the whole, the, 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 how many, what I want to know is how many dances were you together with General Bernard before the split against Stereo One? Because there's another dance that comes to mind. And this dance is a dance that happened at uh, Zanu PF headquarters, right? It was a big dance. And I still remember vividly that dance when I think it was it was a time when Silverstone exposed their power when it comes to the, 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 the quantities of tunes that you had. Because when we walked in that dance, there was there was trunks after trunks, record boxes after record boxes on stage. That dance, where does it fit that dance, into this? That dance was Star Time, Sweet Ebony, Silverstone, and Stereo One. Right. But when, and where, this, which year? This is the thing what happened. Uh, I, I cannot remember what year, though. Right. I cannot remember, but to tell you the truth. Right. But me, I used to come to Zimbabwe twice a year, you know. Right. So sometimes I get confused. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. The way I get confused, that's the same way we got confused playing the tunes right. that night. Right. 
because you see, this is this is the thing that was happening with the soul system, right? Especially when I play my style, because my style was different from Bernard's style, right? So most of the people, like Bernard, never really gave me the chance to play my style, right? Because he had his tunes probably line up to play, right? So you know, misunderstanding happens and. You know, overall, somebody plays their tune, and that the whole thing was just a catastrophe, man. Right. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good look. You right. see, this is the same thing. Even with me, with with Jackie B. Right. He never gave me that chance to play my style. Because me, I'm for the listening audience, you know. Right. These guys were for the dancing audience. So that's two different things. Right. But then so but then Mad Minox, wouldn't you think the argument would be I'm 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 playing devil's advocate here. The argument it would be if you are at war, right? Especially when you are at war, uh the argument would be do you really have the luxury to play songs for the audience that likes to listen? Or you just need to go for the jugular. So I'm I'm thinking if no, I was in... no, but hear me out. Right. If the song, if you never give the song a chance, you know. Right. People wouldn't know. So the song never get the chance. Right. With the song that was played was a regular song. Right. Do you understand? Right. So, for... so you see, if you play a regular song, yeah, yeah, we have our own anthems, right? On the sound system. Mm-hmm. So when an anthem play, people will dance, right? So with the whole thing now, one person goes home feeling away. You know what I mean? Right. One person goes home happy. All right. So Mad Minox, stick a pin. Stick so a that's pin. what all the. All these little arguments start, you know. All right. Stick All these little arguments start build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. All right. I want you to stick a pin. I want you to, to hold that thought because what I want us to do is we are going to chip in a few minutes right now. So what I want you to do, because there is obviously a lot of youths who are listening and they don't know what happened at that dance. And what I want us to do is when we come back to the top of the hour, I want you to walk us through what happened on that night that makes you angry because you felt that it could have been a night that turned out other way but it didn't turn out the way you wanted i want you to walk us through what actually transpired on that night so i'm going to play a couple of your tunes right now and people if you're tuning in right now what's going to happen is the computer is going to chip what you need to do is just refresh your browser you will then connect back to us don't go anywhere we've got mad minox extended extended show tonight we've got a lot of things that we want to unravel with the big man himself a lot of doppelers that i have lined up from mad minutes that i'm going to juggle we're gonna walk through the entire history to exactly where mad minox is right now so stay where you are right now massive and crew Lampo International Draft Time 365. Big up to Stavo. I see you. Gordy Crucial also commenting and saying Silverstone set the trends. There is no doubt. So we're going to come back and uh, on the top of the hour 
and so as soon again when it's when when you when the stream chips just refresh your browser and then the new the new stream will come alive yeah man blessings to all those who are tuning in right now oh, yeah forget it lion pa i forget it more money now than pocket yes them i forget it what we are forget it lion pa i forget it whoa so put your one up from your tired free broke make a move from your tired free stock Lion Paw said them mad and fed up. Them want more money till them pocket bust up. Bust up, bust up, bust up, bust up. Hey, it's your girl, The Flame. Tune in to LionPawInternational.com each and every Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. with DJ Lion Paw and Tall Fella. It's your reggae home away from home. Keep it locked. Don't you into that. Easy.
Extended show tonight. We're vibing with Matt Minox. This one is an interesting one. Don't go anywhere. Tell a friend, like me done, tell him, just, just, just refresh your stream and you are going to come live. Look out to Matt Minox Part 2. We're there right now. Matt Minox Part with Matt Minox Part 2. Bad, 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 bad,
Fuck them and the gangsta, them a tweet. Y'all bust a wine from your nose, say your heartness and wait. Broke out, me y'all make them say. I don't want him with the grip, grip, grip. Make him a pray to God, No, we my confess. Say your little, little body, where your wine and move your hip. Never know what's on your mind, you remind me of the Trini. Y'all, they way down a Trini, that. Y'all don't find it on your back, 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 back. Y'all, I could have what's over the fuck, where you are, make him a Why we love double crossing? Go on with both them, no question we have him. Or them fit this thing bouncing. So me say me here with them, say but me no care with them, say. I wanna wear it trap so we no care with them, there. I ain't the one no like when it's clear with them, there. I just have them out when them feel set. We know the streets from we little and not growing up. We have machines, I'm the ones and we're sewing up. For the big dogs, them we have the junk growing up. I want to kill them and try over throwing up. All them say them fast, but them still are moving no longer. Special show tonight, extended edition of the Drive Time 365. Oh, Live with Mad Minux all the way from Canada. We're vibing with Silverstone, the owner, the founding member of Silverstone. continue with the big man he's on the line right now so what i want to do is i want to just get people into a different mood right now because the next part of this argument where we're going to right now is not normal we're going to be talking about matt minox and silverstone we're going to be talking about what i want us to do is we want i want us to go back to that entire um the 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 the, the headquarters clash and what we're talking um before the computers chipped, we were talking about 
you were not happy with what transpired on that day. And I want us to, you to walk us through exactly what transpired and who eventually was victorious on that night. Because I think that's something that uh, the argument has always been spoken, but a lot of youths don't actually understand what transpired. Walk us through that day. I think Studio One was uh, one that clash. I think so. Right. Because, you see me, like, with the whole vibe, I wasn't into it anymore because too much uh, argument and whatnot, and, you know? Right. I'm not I'm, I'm not that type of person who, who like, uh, argue in the public, you know what I mean? Right. Especially with your brethren. Right. You know, see it. And because with a lot... We are too much wounds. Like I said, the confusion was just too much. Right. Amongst us. Right. So, you know, we take, I, I, I take the defeat. You know what I mean? Like a man, I take the defeat. Right. You know what I mean? Better structure. Do you know what I mean? Next time. Because if you have too much people controlling the sound, and sometimes... When you go into a clash, you know, if you have too much, even if you have too much dubs with you, somebody can kill you with 10 dubs. Definitely. And you can play 100 dubs. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because you start playing the tunes that are not relevant to the show. Definitely. You understand? So would you would you say that's what happened to you, to, to Silverstone on that night? That there was a confusion in the camp, you drew the wrong tunes... The wrong set of tunes were drawn on the night, and eventually it, it resulted in the defeat. So, in a nutshell, that's what happened. Yes, yes. And um, at the ending of the day, some people were blaming me that I was drunk and whatnot, and this and that. <laughs> and it was like almost like a blame game going on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Me, I like my beer. You know, when I, when I when I'm in the, in, in the club or anyway, right. I drink beer. I never smoked back then, you know. Right. I never smoked weed, mm-hmm. nothing. Right. I just drink my beer and, and feel nice. And most of the people, uh, Bernard never drink alcohol. And, you know, imagine being told that you are drunk. Right. With a person that doesn't drink. <laughs> right. Doesn't, it doesn't go down well sometimes, you know what I mean? Easy. <laughs> well, okay, so it was one of those uh, nights, but Matt Binox, what I also want you to touch, apart from uh, what transpired of, uh, on that night, tell us some of the numbers that the, the dancers would draw. Like, when we talk to the youths nowadays and we talk about how almost every dance used to go to in the 90s was rum, tell us more about how if venues would fill up and also what was the ma- main energy that was drawing the 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 the, the, the fans to to wherever either you guys are playing or where, wherever stereo one is playing pretty much the, the dance was seen what do you think was was injected in the 90s that drew that whole attraction to to the dance uh got his respect from people because people just associate him with Jamaica. Right. He wasn't that good of a selector. Right. He didn't have what it takes. But because 
his association with Jamaica. Right. That gave him an upper hand compared to us. Right. We, a silver store now, people wanted to come and listen to new tunes because we'd play a set of tunes that nobody in Zimbabwe will play. Even if you'd go to England, you don't even hear the same tunes that we play. Right. You understand? Because my sound was like a new tune sound. Everything we play is new. We don't repeat songs. Right. We, we would play 18 hours from 12 o'clock until 6 o'clock the next day a.m. No repeat, four or five selectors. Every selector have their own selection. You know, the, the music sometimes would give our, our opening act. That's the, the, the best music for Studio One. Wow. So there was no contest to that. Wow, wow. So the you early understand? war... The, oh, because the... when, Jackie, when Jackie B comes, right? The whole selection that Jackie B plays, Studio One didn't have it. Wow. You, you're saying, you're saying, what you're saying is you're saying Silverstone's early warm was Stereo One's primetime songs. Yes. Easy. We'll give all the tools to Junior D. And Junior D will play the tunes. Wow. And people would like to hear like Stereo One tunes. They would hear it from a, a junior selector. Wow. 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 You understand? So, uh, there was time there was time when we just hear brand new and people used to like to hear that kind of style you know some, something they never hear before right right you know okay and uh, we we introduced uh, like recording cassettes we started mm-hmm. selling the cassettes right you know what I mean and like we did, we did, we, we, we did so many things in Zimbabwe that even some people don't even know that I was the first one to introduce a, a cordless microphone in the dance hall. Easy. Me. You know what I mean? I'm the only one who have a rack of amplifier that time. A rack of amplifier, you know, in a normal rack box. Right. Where you, you see in Jamaica. Right. Where you see even the wreck of ten tables, where like it, everything was professional when when it comes to me because I was living around the people. Right, right. And sound man here in Canada that had those kind of equipment. You know what I mean? True. I was connected. True. What, one thing when some people were playing uh, DVDs mm-hmm. and CD players, I was playing professional CD players. The wow. new marks. You know what I mean? Right. While Jabi was playing a DVD player. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no real thing, man. <laughs> One thing I have to give you, and also I think some of your peers, the guys who came through your generation. One thing, like, like what you said earlier that when Star Time introduced dance in the cities, the the, 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 the the perception before that was reggae is for Dotty Rastaman from the from from, 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 from the gullies. So th- th- when you guys took it to the city, there was something that you guys did, which up to this day 
for myself, I'm still I still draw some of my style from 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 what I saw you guys doing that time was to bring style into dance. Specifically, you you were maybe the person who loved. Tell us about the your love for the mesh marinas because every time I used to see Mad Minox. I know we used to, there's a time where we used just to come to Mbari and vibe with you. I don't even know if you still remember. We used to come and sit at your yard and just vibe with you when we know you are in, in town. But you were somebody who used to have a huge collection of Kangos, but mostly Mesh Marinas. Tell me about where the love for Mesh Marinas came from. The love come from uh, artists like uh, Sanchez. Right. Because, you know, the first time I saw Sanchez on stage, he had uh, a mesh marina and, a, and, and a, a silky shirt, you know, a shiny shirt. Right. And the conga. Right. That's the first time, you know. That's how I got in love with kangas. Right. It was Sanchez. I actually saw Sanchez put it on like that. Wow. And, uh, you know, with time now, we start to see... I start to see uh, albums with pictures like uh, Admiral Bailey, Little John. You know, I'm I'm already exposed to these people. Like right. when I go in the record shop, I would see the album cover of Little John with the Kanga. Right. And there was actually a song system in Jamaica that was named Kanga. Oh wow! I didn't know that. that. Yeah, man. Google it, man. Right. Okay. Even go on YouTube. Go, go on YouTube, you see it. Wow. Everybody in that sound used to wear kanga. Wow. You know? And uh, the sound the sound I used to like from uh, England, called Java, from uh, from, Sto- from Stonebridge. Everybody used to wear kanga from that sound system. You know what I mean? And me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, a British guy in, in that sense. I would wear kanga, but I would, I would wear the clothes from America, the click suits. Right. So it was a mixture. So if I'm in England now, people would like see me different. I say, where you get them clothes from? I say, New York. But when I'm here now, I have a kanga. They ask me, where you get that, those heads from? I say, I bought them from England. Easy. Uh, and that mix now with the basketball shoes when I came to Zimbabwe, it was uh, style and fashion from New York and Canada and England put together on one person. Right. So if you go to England go to, to look for something that I'm wearing, you might find one thing. You might find the, the kangal, but you can't find the clothes. You might not even find the shoes I'm wearing. Right. You understand? Because we're wearing sneakers from the basketball guys like Patrick Ewing. You know, I, I used to have like maybe six pairs of Patrick Ewing. I wear a blue one on this side and I wear a green one on the other side. Why do you think... And walk the street. Why do you think it was important for you guys to change uh, the perception? Because obviously... There was a perception or a, a perception that it already manifested in the streets to say Rastaman, they don't qualify to be in, 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 in spaces like in the cities to play reggae in the, in the cities. Why do you think that was important for you guys to come out 
when I say come out, I'm like like exactly like what you're saying, coming out looking Chris. And wh- 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 why why do you think that played an integral role, integral role in shaping the direction of dancehall in Zim? Because most Rasta man in Zimbabwe never bathed. They hey. stink. <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't a Rasta man. I used to have my nice haircut. <laughs> but I like reggae music. You know what I mean? And so so many people didn't, didn't, do, didn't do justice to Rasta. You understand? Because, do remember, you know, when you smoke weed and you smoke a cigarette on top of the weed, when you start to talk now, your mouth stinks. Right. And mo- most of, the, most of the, the, the people, like the Rasta man, who used to smoke weed and smoke cigarettes at the same time, they couldn't smell their breath. So they didn't understand, but we used to be around them. And sometimes it would bother me too. But you can't tell somebody, a big man, that your mouth stink. That's very disrespectful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no. the general public will just associate everybody who listen to reggae music that they are more stink, they have more arm, you know. True. Because you see, reggae music is, is a thing that most people are right. You take a shower in the morning. You won't take another shower until maybe the next day, and you go to a dance. You have to dance and sweat off. And we never had things like roll on and underarm that you put under your arm. You know what I mean? So by the time you come home or you go in a in a in a, in a minibus or, or or taxi or whatever, you're stinking. Right. You're stinking the weed. You're stinking the cigarette. You're stinking this. Uh, the, um, it, it is the smell of the uh, the, of the, the weed. Right. So you, people that are in the in the minibus or in the in the combi or in the lift, they will just associate everybody and put you in one category. Easy. You understand? So so because. Nowadays, now different because people, most people own cars now, so we don't have to mix up with mix up with other people. Right. You know, people get rich you now. Rasta get rich. True, true, true. You know, anywhere you go in the world, you know, every song you hear, ninety nine percent, it has something to do with reggae music. True. Right now. True, true, true. You know, they're sampling reggae music like how they used to sample. Uh, R&B songs in America. True. All right. So now, right. So now we, 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 there is a move, there is Silverstone now is taking a different direction. Jackie B, your brother is part of the sound. He is pretty much the main man on the sound and uh, you are giving him the support as usual. You're buying the records. Walk us through how the whole concept of jobs came about because obviously you're coming from uh, a very trying time where you 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 left uh, uh, Mr. C's uh, was not a very happy place. You uh, your relationship soured with with one of your longtime brethren. You have to focus on Silverstone. You got Jackie B. You and Jackie B. has recruited a few youths on the sound. Jobs nightclub becomes one of the most prominent place when it comes to dancehall. Let's jump into that. 
how did jobs come about? Uh, jobs, uh, think, I think Bango went with somebody and uh, they got the place. I don't know how it went about. But when I was coming from Canada, and we did a big show still, you know? Mm-hmm. They used to put uh, posters, they said the eagle is landed, and meaning me, myself, I was the eagle. Right. And, you know, we promote, we promote the place, although the place was mostly for bands, like Oliver Mtukudzi used to play there, Andy Brown used to play there. A lot of people, maybe Thomas Mafumo played there. I don't, I don't remember, but most, most it was mostly for bands, local bands. You understand? Because the owner of Jobs right. was the owner of um, of uh, a lot of um, places in, uh, in 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 Zimbabwe. You know what I mean? He used to like music. Right. Right. Yeah, Job Kadengo. You know, so he used to promote the music and but we changed everything and make it into a a, a rubber dog place, you know what I mean? A reggae place until it closed. One that, thing that was it for that. One thing that we never touched on and also one thing that is missing in nowadays uh reggae scenes is the teen scene that started off at Rumors and you guys went on made it. At Rumors, it was... What, what I understand, obviously, you, I stand corrected. When I look at Rumors, Teen Sins was mostly for the youths and the, the, the dances at night was mostly for the adults. And also, if you look at even the Tuesday nights, they used to call them the ladies' night, was mostly for the mature crowd. But I want you to touch on uh, the concept of having teen scenes, which is afternoon dances and also uh, the night parties. How did that come about and what did that do to the growth of, of reggae in dance? Uh, the teen scene was already, was already with there with Gold Dash Disco. Because those are the original people we started the uh, teen scene, uh, Tommy Dutch at uh, Brits Nightclub. That was named Turtles, that was named Tropicana afterwards. So God Dutch Disco, they already had the teens on lock with house music. And for the reggae part now, the teens in that's where the money was. Because we have these uh, rich kids that come from the suburbs that had money to kill. They would buy a head off your head. You understand? And they would lie to their parents that they're going to a movie and they'll come to the teen scene. So it kind of worked out for us because we had this kind of set of people that normally do, are not allowed to come out and they would come to our shows and spend their money. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So the teen, the teen scene, you know, that's where the money was for everybody. Anybody who was into entertainment industry that time you know we had you had seen age and the the teen scene was wow you know everywhere you 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 have afternoon session it was just different than the the night session right mm-hmm. so the kids had disposable income would come in the afternoon obviously not allowed to go out at night right but also how t- 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 just tell us more about the, the management in regards to, uh, you might not have been involved directly, but how did you think they managed to 
to sort of like ring fence it in such a way that apart from age restrictions, uh, I remember there was a time when I was in high school, uh, we we used to try and go to the Tuesday nights and we will always struggle to get in because we were youths, right? But eventually, especially at night, and then eventually we started to, to know people would maybe let us go in sometimes. But in your time, the teen scenes, like you're saying, that was the rich kids coming to the dances. And then at night, you've got a totally different crowd. Uh, Management-wise, in regards to you as a sound, how was that managed between selectors? Would you have the same set of selectors playing in the afternoon and playing at night? Or it was different groups of selectors? How did that work out? <coughs> the, the tunes were different because... The teen scene was mostly dancing tunes. Right. The minute you walk in the dance, like in the session, you're dancing. You walk out dancing. Right. At night now, you start on a cultural tip, like on a slow reggae, reggae. Right. No dancer music. Right. You know, you start to build a vibe. Going until 12 o'clock, that's when you start to play some hardcore reggae dancer music. Right. Right. So the afternoon session was mostly the dancing school and, you know, you see all the styles, all the clothes. But at night, people didn't really care because, you know, anybody come with whatever they have. Right. It wasn't like fashion show at night, you know what I mean? So True. me personally, I like the afternoon session because that's where people can actually see me. True. Scene. All right. So M- M- Mad Minox has is, is now established himself. Silverstone actually has established itself. Their home turf is Jobs. What are some of the memorable dances that happened at Jobs that you, you want to talk about? Uh, every dance was a good dance, you know. Mm-hmm. The only thing is if uh, the finances were managed proper, right. could have bought that, cho- that joint. Because or of the we numbers. Could have leased the place. This is from a, from a number standpoint, the numbers that you used to draw there. Yes, because uh, the the management of uh, Jobs Nightclub, they finally let go of the place, right? Right. And uh, the owner of the building wanted the, an, another set of people to lease the building. True. So we were in the upfront to list the building because mm-hmm. we we're already playing there. Here comes the big man again, Cedric Steele from Livewire. Right. And take over the thing, you know what I mean? Wow. And change it again. Wow. Instead of going through the with the reggae music, he started doing other things. Oh, wow. You understand? That's, why, that's where I, I, I'm like saying sometimes... Certain people act like they like reggae music, but they don't really accept it. Wow. You know, you can like something, but if you don't accept it, with me, you are not a bridging like that. True, true, true. Right. You understand? Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to jump into the segment that I think uh, some of the sound men who are tuning in right now are waiting for. Doplets. I want us to jump out. I'm going to play Doplet and then I want us to go back a little bit in history and I want you to tell us and educate us 
about the doublet the doublet concept how it came about in your era and um how did it manifest now you send me um i've got 10 doublets that i have in front of me right now i want to know if you have any particular doublet that you want me to drop first that is maybe your favorite doublet that you want me to drop first my my favorite doublets actually I have them. The doublets you have they're on YouTube, so you can play tarantula on that. All right, so I'm gonna drop the tarantula, and also I want us to talk about that tarantula doublet because my understanding you are the person who opened doors for everybody who has ever voiced tarantula. So I'm going to drop the tarantula. This one here is Mad Minox's selection. Of uh, tell us more actually whilst I'm going through this. How did you get to uh, to voice Tarantula? How did the link come about? 